The Business on RT Radio 1 with AIB. We know that your focus is on your business. That's why ours is on supporting you. Now, take a listen to this. So the update is just outside Dublin Airport now. Our flight isn't going at all to tomorrow morning. It's been delayed for over a certain amount of hours. We took off at five past three, flew to Dublin, circled around for about an hour, and then the uh, pilot tried to land and uh, aborted. It was crazy. It was like being on a, I don't know, one of those bulls that tries to draw you over something. Um, and then we uh, headed back towards Manchester. Manchester couldn't take any more diverted planes, so we headed to East Midlands. They couldn't take us there either because the storm had hit. So we are now standing on the plane in Paris. <laughs> Well, passengers there following recent stormy flights, Storm Isha's ferocious winds caused severe disruption to flights with delays, cancellations and diversions, not to mention some very bumpy landings in storm gusts of up to 160 kilometres per hour. Not for the faint-hearted, but what's it like flying a plane in those circumstances? We're joined by airline pilot Captain Neve O'Connor, who's had more than three decades of experience landing everything from low-cost charters to long-haul jumbo jets you're very welcome, Neve. I know what it's like as a passenger to have a bit of turbulence, some fairly heavy turbulence, a few rough-ish landings. What's going on at the front of the plane? We, we all believe and hope that you guys are a lot more relaxed than we are. Uh, well, what we are is busy. Um, we're busy. I mean, you have to remember that when it comes to storms and forecast weather like that, it's not just something we deal with on the day. A certain amount of planning has gone in in advance and our flight operations teams will be on board on it. And there's lots of contingency built in. So we, we, we know the conditions we're going to expect, and particularly in long haul, because you'll have spent the previous 10 or 12 or 14 hours knowing that that's what you're going to get. But there'll have been huge amount of planning going in. So you know you've got lots of fuel to hold. You know that you're going to go have a couple of tries, you know, a couple of approaches, see if you can and, land. And what might make me nervous uh, is probably a lot less than it would take, am I right? What would make you nervous about the scale of the roughness of well, the landing? Well, you've got to remember we're one of the most heavily regulated industries in the world and flight safety is primary. So, you know, our mantra is, is it safe? Is it legal? Is it commercial? I mean, that's... So we never... We don't take those sort of risks. So I know it's uncomfortable for passengers and we know statistically that at least 10% of people on board will be quite... will be very nervous. And that's with regular flying, let alone when you're in those sort of very bumpy conditions. Now, if you're carrying 455 people on board, as as I do, that's a significant number of people who are white knuckling it. So the best... And you're can, aware of that. Oh, absolutely. And you're very aware of it. Very and, conscious And over of the years, yeah. have you had some fairly hairy moments, rough landings? Well, again, it's, it's how one describes it. I've had now... Pilots will tell you that any any landing you can walk away from is a good landing, frankly. And um, you'll hear people say, oh, well, we had a heavy landing. I can tell you now you probably didn't. You might have a hard landing, you might have a heavy landing, but it's not a heavy landing. No, I mean, um, we have, I've landed in some horrendous conditions. Yes, um, certainly I've noticed over 30 years the weather patterns are, as a result of, of climate change, there, there are more intense, more frequent storms. 
you ever had an emergency, a problem with an engine or anything like I that coming indeed. into land? I have indeed. I, I, it was unfortunate timing, as you'd imagine, but I'm lucky. I was flying a four-engine aeroplane and um, I was flying into Las Vegas. And it, Las Vegas, you get a lot of turbulence, certainly in the summertime because of the topography and the mountains around the airfield and the canyons and that differential in temperature. So it was quite bumpy anyway. And then, um, unfortunately, we had an engine problem, so we had to shut it down. But... Um, it then meant that when we were landing, we had quite the wind direction changes. We had quite a significant crosswind, um, but it was well within limits. Remember, we're governed by gates almost uh, in what we have to do. So we have to make sure we're at the right trajectory, at the right speed, at the right power setting, at the right attitude of the wings of the aircraft. And if you don't make any of those gates, well, it's mandatory go around. So we don't take those sort of risks. And are, there must be particular places, you mentioned Las Vegas yeah. with turbulence. Yeah. I, I don't know, places like Florida or pockets over the Alps or places like that that are regularly, you know, well, a lot of turbulence. I, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll let you into another secret here. Um, you'll never hear a, po- a pilot refer to pockets, air pockets as such. So turbulence, you're going to get it. You're going to get, there's lots of different types of turbulence. So you could be connected with convective activity and thunderstorms or going over um, different uh, mountain waves as a result of um, eddies that you get on the, the downward side of mountains. Then you have clear air turbulence. Yes, we, we, we encounter it. Um, at different stages and that's why I would always have my seatbelt on when I'm flying whether it's as a pilot or as a passenger. What, you take your own advice, what, what about fuel leaks? Have you ever had a, a fuel leak? I, I did, I've had them a couple of times. Um, unfortunately, yes, uh, in the middle of the night once I was flying, uh, we had a charter flight coming back from the Greek islands going to Northern Ireland and um, unfortunately one of the engines started to lose some fuel so we, we had to shut it down in the middle of the night. We were over Albania and uh, land into Rome which was um, it was it was interesting we shut it down and even still the fuel continued to leak but um, what I found particularly interesting was that um, the the fire authorities on the ground were just very keen to have a look at the engine and not actually get anybody uh, you know we, obviously we didn't have to do an, evac- uh, an emergency evacuation or anything so we were able to use the stairs because that's another consideration you're thinking if you do have to evacuate an aircraft people are going to get injured on the slides I mean they're great fun for us in training and we do a lot of training I can tell you well, Psychologically what happens for people who are nervous even those who aren't nervous Sometimes they'll have a look at the uh, the crew going into the cockpit, and they're thinking yeah. about, or when the captain says, "This is your captain speaking," and if they have a particular calm voice, if they sound perhaps maybe a little bit older, that's a bit more reassuring than maybe eyeing a crew going in, and you're thinking, oh, "I wonder how many oh. how many hours flying have they got? If anything goes wrong here." Yeah, I mean, I, I think most most of us would have our, our PA voice, our proper posh PA voice. Um, but actually, you know, a lot of people, there is, will, often they'll be nervous if there's a female pilot, unfortunately, gender um, discrimination does feature. You think there's a stereotype there in oh, operation yeah. for a lot of people oh, absolutely. about that? But what I can tell you is I, I have done a trip. I, um, one of your former colleagues here from many years ago um, who's a lovely man, a great pilot, um, Barry Lang. I remember doing a trip with him. I was the captain. He was the first officer and I'd done the, the PA on the way out and I thought, oh, well, okay, that's fine. And then 
Barry did it on the way back. And I'm telling you, there's nothing more embarrassing or humbling than having a professional DJ do the PA where he had <laughs> notes and it was beautiful and fluent. It was and flawlessly delivered and reassuring. So, yes. what, what reassurance can you give those nervous passengers that, you know, you say might be about 10% of people who yeah. are quite fearful of flying. What reassurance can you give them from the front of the plane, from your years of experience? Well, we very often, you'll you'll be sitting in the flight deck with very experienced pilots who will have up to 100 years experience between them. We, you know, I've got over 18,000 hours, you know, the first officers and or even there's, there's a second captain, which is up from time to time there will be, they will have similar sort of hours. So there's a lot of experience, huge amount of training. We practice this all the time. Twice a year we're in a simulator. And these are not these are not non-Jeopardy training trips. These are where you have to perform or you can lose, you can be grounded or use your license or the ability to fly an aircraft. And we practice this. And believe me, we practice all of these turbulent sort of scenarios, but with much worse things happening. See, I'm, I'm totally reassured there by your, your PA voice as well. I feel totally <laughs> comfortable. Captain Neve O'Connor, many thanks. Thanks uh, for joining us. And I hope that nervous flyers feel a little bit more relaxed having heard that they're in safe hands, uh, no matter what the weather.